In 2023, at the Berlin Half Marathon, 35,000 runners had the opportunity to use a reusable cup. Changing a process of that scale requires perfect collaboration. And we all know transforming our economy to a circular one requires collaboration. That is why I looked behind the scenes of a collaboration between SCC, the organizer of the Berlin Half Marathon, and Kuna, the startup for bio-based reusable cups. My name is Patrick Hübscher and this is Circularity FM, the podcast about understanding, building and managing circular business models. It is a story that is all too familiar for many of us driving the circular economy. On the one side, the experienced organization that needs to manage complexity, risk and costs. And on the other side, the startup that needs to balance focus on core processes with the urge to satisfy new product requirements. We all know we must collaborate, but finding common ground is not always easy. In this episode, the format is new. I interviewed two persons separately, one in German and the other one in English. To make it convenient for you to follow, I will give a bit more context between the statements of the two interviewees. Our story starts over 100 years ago. In 1902, the sports club Charlottenburg, SCC, was founded. Right now it has about 8,000 members and the event arm of this small club is the organizer of the famous Berlin Marathon. It is known as the world's fastest marathon track, proven by the world record of Eliud Kipchoge in 2018. Next to the Berlin Marathon, SSC Events also organizes a few other large-scale events, such as the Berlin Half Marathon, with about 35,000 participants in 2023. Michael Gerlach is the head of operations of SCC Events. He has been with the company for nine years and is the environmental manager. He oversees about 10 marathons per year and has a lot of experience. Michael makes one thing clear. At running events, the runners need to drink. The organizer can provide the drinks in disposable or reusable cups. Michael explains to us what makes the difference here. Mehrweg funktioniert bei kleinen Veranstaltungen ziemlich problemlos. Reusable cups work pretty smoothly at small events. We go even further with trail runs. We're doing the same thing at our swimming event in Rheinsberg this year, where each participant takes his or her own cup along the course and has it filled on site. That's the most sustainable of all variants. But that doesn't work if 300 people arrive at the aid station every minute or so. Then you can't serve everyone individually, and that's why we're testing it. First, of course, we assume that disposable cups will simply be banned at some point. We haven't got that far yet, but that's probably the future. And secondly, the trash that you simply see on the street is a thorn in our side. If you think back to the old days, there are a lot of pictures, especially of the marathon, where the street is simply covered with cups. Cups are not the only option, though. Of course, athletes need to drink, but they can take their drinks with them. But the most sustainable thing is, of course, if everyone has their own backpack. 
Two years ago, we did a test where we asked participants afterwards how they felt about running with a backpack or a drinking vest. About 80% said, hey, that was great, and we would recommend that to others. You can drink at any time, you don't have to wait until the next aid station, you don't have to slow down, and you don't have to push yourself to the stand. You can just drink any time you want. But using that does not work for everyone. Most runners don't have a drinking vest, and you need to get used to that. This is where Raphael comes in. He is the founder and managing director of Kuna Products. Kuna started in the hospitality industry offering reusable cup subscriptions to restaurants, caterer and hotels. He usually works at the intersection of sales and product development. With that perspective, he also saw the need for reusable cups for large events. Recently, I read about this marathon, I think it was in London, where people used like these, let's call it bags or something to drink from. And it's, I think it was also bio-based materials, but it turned out that um, the runners, the actual participants didn't really like the idea because it was messy. It was like throwing water in your face. They couldn't really drink from it. Um, I hope I'm not getting this wrong, but what I'm trying to get at is that we, um, we have a situation where different kinds of sustainable attempts have been made during these uh, events. But obviously, nothing was perfect enough or good enough. And um, so we were very fortunate to talk to uh, SCC. So here we are. Reusable cups work for small events, but not for big ones. For big ones, you as a runner can use hydro bags, which is not convenient for everyone, though. So the organizer is looking for another solution. A solution that works for 35,000 runners being at their limits. You can imagine if you're chasing your personal best time. Your brain is not focused on making the decisions with the lowest environmental impact. What can you as an organizer do? You must overcome four challenges. First, you do not want to put the health and safety of the runners at risk. Second, you need to get the logistics of all stakeholders right. Third, the product needs to be safe. And fourth, the costs must be bearable. Let's look at each of the four steps, one after the other. First, and let's be clear again, drinking and security is essential at running events. Also, ein wichtiges Erfolgskriterium ist uh, die, die Sicherheit der Teilnehmenden. An important criterion for success is the safety of the participants. The care is something that must not go wrong. It must not happen for any reason, simply because it's medically necessary. That's not the case for everyone, but there are participants who need care and also need to know at what intervals it will be offered. That's why it just can't go wrong. The reliability of all service providers is an essential requirement. The second is the safety of the cups. If the cups end up on the street, they must not harm the participants. With a disposable cup, I step on it and nothing happens. It might get a little slippery or something, but I can't sprain my ankle with it. So, safety is another essential requirement. And we've implemented this wonderfully with CUNA. And I'm very happy to say that after the, um, after the run, uh, you just mentioned that you were happy to see the cups there. And we were happy to see that just a very low percentage of the cups were actually destroyed, which is great because uh, nobody got damaged, nobody hurt, hurt himself. Um, people were, I, I heard the same uh, that what you said, that a lot of people were 
happy to see this kind of solution. And it was a pilot, it was a, um, a test, but it just, from my point of view, it went to prove that this kind of thing does work. Apparently, all the partners got the safety and security of the runners right. That's awesome. So let's move on to the second challenge, the logistics. Schon 2018 haben wir festgestellt, ja, Mehrweg funktioniert. We've already learned in 2018, yes, reusable cups work. It failed then that the silicone cup is relatively expensive and we had to buy it. There was no rental offer. The investment blew up every limit. In addition, all the service around it was not available. I have to take care of it myself. I have to collect the cups myself. I have to send the cups to a large kitchen somewhere to be washed. I have to pick them up again. I also have to store them somewhere myself. To put it bluntly, that's not our core business. Our core business is to make endurance sports events an experience. And the other uh, challenge was, of course, organizing all of this. So we are not the organizers of the event. We are not specialists in organizing sports events. But I believe that SCC and uh, our other partner, which is Remondas International, it's a recycling and uh, yeah, recycling company, um, they organized the handling of the cups that fell on the floor that were, you know, the, uh, you've seen it yourself, the, the used cups were thrown into kind of target bags, let's call them that. And um, so there was a whole lot of work going on in the think tank in the background, how to make it more practical. Wir mussten testen, wie kommt der Entsorger wirklich damit klar, wenn in der We had to test how the recycling company really copes when not only the cup is in the garbage can where the cups go, but also the gel tube, a banana peel, or whatever else people throw away. The big problem with recycling in Germany is when things are not sorted by type. Then we can't deal with it. For us, the process hasn't changed that much. The cups are delivered early to the supply point, just like the other cups. Our helpers take the cups and fill them. We still have the staff to collect the cups, but the service provider does this. We don't have that much to do with it. Fortunately, we've received friendly support from the WWF. They've provided volunteers so that this test can take place. Of course, the personnel costs are, as always, the largest cost item of the campaign. But it worked out great. That sounds amazing. But wait a minute. Didn't we say that 35,000 runners attended the event? They need to comply as well. How did that go? Basically, it makes no difference to the participants. For several years, we've been educating our participants that cups do not belong on the street, but in the trash can. This mindset is a huge success. We're very successful with the half marathon. Marathons are a different matter because the field of participants is much more international. Things don't look so good there yet. But in the half marathon, it's amazing how clean the road is now, which is really great. Okay, to wrap that up, this new process involved five partners. SCC Events as the organizer, Kuna as the manufacturer of the cups, Wimondes as the collector and recycler, WWF as the supporter, and last but not least, the athletes themselves. The teams of Raphael and Michael managed to bring all these five partners in the right way together. So, challenge number two, solved. This would not work with my teacup here at home though. We already learned that the cup itself needed to support these processes. 
Let's look deeper at the product itself. Challenge number three. So what we did is we went back to the drawing board and we decided to redesign our, let's call it coffee cup, to make it more attractive for runners, obviously to make it a little bit smaller. So it's not a big coffee cup. It doesn't have a lid. Um, it has a different coloring. We, um, we did a different uh, bio-based recipe for that product. But there was one key um, feature which, uh, which we handled, which was making the cups um, or reducing, let's put it this way, reducing the, the danger that the cups have if you run over them. And it sounds a little bit weird, but of course, if you have a reusable cup, it's more sturdy than a paper cup, let's say. So runners who are used to running over a paper cup and just not paying attention to whatever is on, on, the, on the floor, um, if they see a very sturdy reusable cup, uh, you know, they might be afraid of stepping onto it or something. And so we had to create a product which is which kind of looks like a paper cup. Uh, so you don't, you're not afraid of it. Let's let's put it this way, and um, which is sturdy enough to survive multiple events and be cleaned and and reusable and so on. But at the same time, if somebody steps over it, um, it shouldn't pose a danger to the runner, and it should kind of let's call it fold, so that when they are later picked up. Uh, by the cleaners, um, that they just, you know, that the cup doesn't fall apart into 10 different bits and pieces, which you have to pick up. Uh, it remains in one piece. It just comes, it just becomes sort of flat and then you can just collect it. Also das war ein ganz großes Kriterium und das haben wir wunderbar mit, mit Kuna umgesetzt. We've implemented it wonderfully with Kuna. They developed the cup with the Fraunhofer Institute. We already had a test last year. It was a different solution. The cup was a mixture of a soft cup and a hard cup. It was soft and I could step on it. It didn't break, but returned to its original shape. The new cup breaks underfoot. But the fibers stay together, so I can collect it again and recycle it. Nice. So they used the Kuna cup as a starting point and altered the material and the design to meet the requirements of the process. Challenge solved. Let's move on to the last challenge. Finding the right price. This can be a tough cookie. From SCC events perspective, we're not talking about replacing one product with another. We're talking about a complete change of process. And from Kuna's perspective, we're not talking about the existing cup used in the way restaurants and hotels use it, but a cup that is used by thousands of people in a short time. So we don't have apples and apples. We have apples, bananas and watermelons. How did they find together here? Well, the business side of things is always obviously based on pricing, but there are a couple of things in today's happenings. If you look into the, uh, if you just slide into your news apps on your phone, um, what, what, what are the news full of? Crises, energy pricing, uh, shipping problems, uh, increasing costs, uh, lack of materials, uh, lack of resources and so on. So I try, obviously I try to appeal, uh, or we try to appeal with our product by just taking a look into the future and asking people, is this, I mean, do you want to be part of this? Or there has to be a change. I, I don't want to sound like too much of an activist because we are obviously also a business company, but um, Kuna was founded 
in order to change things because we realized when we had the initial idea to found the company, this was around 2018-19, just prior to the corona pandemic, pandemic by the way, to the COVID pandemic, bad timing. Um, <laughs> when Even then, I remember thinking about, I mean, what kind of business are we going to grow? Are we going to grow something which is just, which anybody can make up? Just, you know, just a regular easy business? Or can, do we, will we come up with something that hasn't been done before or maybe hasn't been done perfectly before or the way we want to do it? And so I try to appeal or to, we simply try to point out, like you said, look at it long term. If um, the pricing for materials for disposable cups keep increasing uh, the way they're increasing currently, it's going to be a no-brainer anyway, because the the cost for uh, just repurchasing these products, having them shipped from God knows where, you know, the Far East or whatever, um, that's just, I don't think that's a long-term plan for anybody, for all of us, for the entire planet. So it's not just entirely price talk. It's also really talks about sustainability and talking about how, how to prevent things in the future from happening. And one thing which we kind of probably didn't talk about uh, so far is that, but I mentioned this in, a, in, in one sentence, because we have bio-based um, resources, um, specifically um, we use waste from sugar production and wood production and so on. And because these are growing plants, Plants um, bind carbon as opposed to crude oil, which has also bound carbon, but this carbon is very, very old. It doesn't belong into, into today's time. So by using resources which we grow, first of all, and secondly, which reduce carbon emissions from the current atmosphere, um, I think that's something which is also worth something, right? It's not, uh, it, maybe it can't be, uh, valued in dollars or euro, uh, may, but maybe soon it will be because we are also looking into things like um, trading the amount of carbon emissions that we reduce. And so these things will become more and more valuable. And uh, currently with our uh, cooperation, which we have with the Fraunhofer Institute, uh, we are not yet entirely capable of making a life cycle assessment, but we are kind of halfway there. And this life cycle assessment of our cups, of our products, will eventually be worth something. So, again, we, we try to appeal um, by pointing out that this you're, you're not just buying a product, you are buying the future. All right. This is much bigger than a normal price calculation. And also Michael confirms that finding the right price is not that easy. Auf Dauer gesehen ist natürlich die Finanzierung dessen wichtig. In the long term, of course, financing is important. That's why the project failed last year. First, we offered a very good price for the entire service. We realized, yes, we'll stick with it. Reusable cups work, but it just wasn't financially viable. They couldn't make us an offer. It currently looks very good. The prices that we met with everyone in advance can be maintained. That concerns the rental of the cup from CUNA and the service from Ramondis. But we're only now entering into discussions and assessing this. We have to see if it stays that way. This sounds promising. But we did not talk about how this affects the core business of CUNA. It follows a different structure and rhythm compared to large-scale events. Raphael, how do you organize that? Well, first of all, we, we separate that entirely from other 
line of business. Um, so it's the same philosophy, but it is a totally different business. Uh, these events uh, only take like one day. So the cups are rented. Um, it's uh, always a project pricing um, based on the number of cups that you require, how many will need to be um, picked up, how many need to be cleaned and so on, uh, shipping costs, etc. So it's always, let's call it a bundle pricing. Um, whereas the main business that we do uh, with regards to the cafes and the bakeries is a totally different uh, kettle of fish because um, these are deposit products so that um, there is always a deposit amount of two euro or five euro for the bowls uh, being exchanged between the coffee shop owner and you when you grab a coffee. So it's based on a totally different uh, accessibility and so on. In this case, um, the partners that we have are highly professional agencies. Um, they organize, like SCC, they organize uh, large-scale uh, events for runners. And there is always, uh, of course, it is a challenge to find the right pricing point. But to be honest, I think the comparison has to be made with disposable cups, obviously. And it's actually an interesting question because if you just base it on just a pure comparison between a paper cup and a reusable cup, um, when initially looking at things, you'll probably say, well, oh, uh, I have to pick them up and I have to clean them and so on. It's probably more costly. Um, perhaps initially, but on the long term, uh, you just reduce having to rebuy uh, cups again and again and again because these cups can be used literally hundreds of times. Um, so on a in a long term uh, perception, it's probably a lot cheaper to use a reusable product. But again, it's, it's, uh, it has a lot to do with the organization and how you handle the event. Uh, it's not just the product by itself. Um, so, um, yeah, but coming back to your question, it's, it's a very, very different kind of business. It's based on uh, rent pricing and obviously on, uh, it depends on how long you require um, for cleaning or returning the cups, collecting them, and so it's it there is no not a just a specific uh, pricing um there's a lot of different factors that play into that awesome so far scc events and kuna found common ground even more they are determined to bring it to the next level will we see the reusable cup at the berlin marathon in september we'll see that one for sure definitely now we have to decide how many points we will see it I would be happy if we tested again at two points. As I said, it's a different event, different audience, different participants with different behavior. We always say the participant in the marathon is a completely different person early on when he goes to the start than the one who comes back to the finish line after four or five hours. Therefore, I would be happy if we test at least two points at the marathon. Once a pure refreshment point. There are only drinks there, so there will be no other waste. And at a supply point, where other types of waste will also be generated. And maybe even a little further towards the finish, to see how the participants' behavior changes. For me, I'm the most happy about the fact that the reception was great, and that really just a tiny percentage of cups were destroyed or lost or whatever. And um, so if you compare that to single-use cups, which, as you know yourself, they litter the floor, the entire street, the entire city is just full of cups. And even after the um, the marathon, you have them lying around everywhere, you know, like in the bushes, in the grass, and uh, in on the 
on the side uh, sideways and so on and um so again i i'm i'm happy with with how it went and this is only the marathon some of you know that there is more and more regulatory pressure and customer demand to promote reusable schemes css is preparing already and kuna is growing with that demand kuna is currently also um looking at expanding beyond the germany's borders uh, we have our first clients in uh, belgium luxembourg uh, which are from the gastronomy field but what i'm just trying to say is that if things work in germany they can obviously work in belgium or austria or the netherlands or wherever ha, lovely don't you think maybe circularity is a bit like a marathon first most people don't run against each other they run against themselves Be the better version of yourself, the more circular one. And secondly, how do we stay motivated? How do we know what is possible? We see how other people excel, how they constantly improve, how they make the impossible happening. The Berlin Marathon is not only the fastest one in the world and inspires people worldwide to push forward. It is also pushing the boundaries for what is possible regarding sustainability. What will be your next circular improvement? My name is Patrick Hübscher and this is Circularity FM, the podcast about understanding, building and managing circular business models. This was an episode about collaboration and partnerships. Thanks to Michael from SCC Events and Raphael from Kuna Products. You find the links to the organizations in the show notes. In the next episode, we address a related question. If I build a circular business, what are the things I do myself and what are the things I source out? Until then, please don't forget The most abundant renewable resource is your imagination.